This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Are you tired of lugging around heavy, bulky tree stands, whether you're using a climber or a hang-on, and would prefer to hunt lighter and more mobile? If you said yes, then you need to check out the Tethered Mantis Saddle and Predator platform. For me, this uh, setup has done a couple things for me over the past year and a half. I've definitely been more mobile, lighter, and when you get into those situations where maybe the wind switches on you or whatever, and in years past, you didn't want to pull all your gear, just because you didn't want to move it, didn't want to make additional noise and things of that nature, this kind of solved all those problems for me, and I'm able to kind of tear down quickly, make a move if I need to make a move, and get set up uh, without losing a whole lot of hunting time. The other thing I do a lot more of with this is actually I'll still hunt my way through or just kind of go into an area where I'd like to check out scout with all my stuff on my back it's super light so I don't really even notice it and I hunt to where I'm going or I still hunt through to where I'm ultimately going to set up which is a great benefit has been a great benefit to me so far this year if you're interested in all these things then you need to head over to tetherednation.com check out all their information related to saddle hunting and release your inner tree ninja First thing I do in the morning before a hunt is, of course, I have to have my morning coffee. And I'm sure most of you out there probably feel the same. Make sure you're filling your mug with Skull Brew Coffee as it is the only coffee company that is both 2% for conservation certified and, of course, donates 10% of their profits to conservation organizations who are helping us to secure the future of our wild places. So head to SkullBrewCoffee.com and choose between three killer roasts of coffee and know that you are supporting conservation with every sip. All right, if you listen to this uh, podcast for any length of time, you guys know that I am good friends with all the guys over at Exodus. I want to give you a quick heads up that you should be checking out some of their content if you haven't already. They have a podcast out called Trail Cam Radio, and they release new episodes every Tuesday. So the day before you listen to this one, you could be listening to that one as well. They've done some deep dives with some great guests. Uh, you'll you'll recognize some of these names as Jeff Sturgis, Dan Enfault, and the Hunting Public. And they also jump into and talk to some uh, less-known hunters who 
consistently are getting it done many times on public land. Uh, if you prefer to watch podcasts, if you're looking for some video content, uh, they have a YouTube channel as well, and that is packed, of course, with great videos and interviews. One of the most popular ones they did is a, a candid interview with John Eberhart, and uh, if you know anything about John, you always get the straight dope from him. And for my, for specifically my PA listeners, uh, they just recently posted a public land Big Woods interview with Steve Shirk, which I, which I consumed, and it is pretty awesome. This dude's killing hammers and getting on giant deer in in, in uh, Pennsylvania, so it's absolutely a a must listen. So if you're looking for more whitetail content especially here during the course of the season. You just can't get enough. Uh, be sure to head over to their podcast, Trail Cam Radio, and their YouTube channel, Exodus Trail Cameras, and drop them a subscription or review and let them know that Truth from the Stand sent you. If you're also in the market for a trail camera, uh, over the last four years, of course, Exodus has consistently showed they build quality trail cameras that flat out just work. Of course, the best trail camera warranty, period. Every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty and even comes with a theft and damage coverage. That's right, five years, literally half a decade, you'll be covered by the excess five-year warranty but more than likely you won't need it because the cameras are built to last all right welcome back to another episode of the truth from stand deer hunting podcast brought to you by skull brew coffee company i'm your host clint campbell and you're listening to episode number 146 you're listening to the iowa rut log day three so stay tuned Welcome back to another episode of the Truth from the Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. And today it's just uh, me solo. So this would be rut log number two, day three. I'm putting an extra one out because I just had some, uh, a couple really cool encounters. So today was supposed to be kind of warm and I had a few things I had to take care of. I think I might even mention that on yesterday's or the previous rut log and uh, I'm staying in a cabin and I had to move cabins because I didn't have enough days at the one that I was staying there was someone else that was coming into it so one became available for my entire trip so I had to move into that it was just kind of fortuitous because the weather here was warming up today and wasn't looking great for the afternoon so I thought today would be a good day to kind of get whatever errands I needed to get done run to the grocery store do all that kind of stuff that I haven't had a chance to do since I got here and if you hear any background noises I'm driving back from hunting now so I was doing that, and then I don't know if I mentioned in the in the last podcast, but my bank, for whatever reason, shut off my my bank card and said there was fraudulent activity on it and uh, deactivated it. So it's like I've been rolling with no bank card, just using a credit card because that's all I have, and there's no none of my my bank does not exist around here, or at least in close proximity. So I'm kind of screwed in that regard. But I have my credit card, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to the grocery store, do what I need to do. And then I was going to bust out and hunt because as I was on my way home today from my morning hunt, I saw a piece of property that was public that had a bunch of CRP and then a big draw and then more CRP, a small just like hedgerow in the middle of the CRP and then went to another big draw that was off of a bunch of ag. And so it was a little bit of a hike, but I thought if I could get in there early today and make my way toward that, I could probably hang hang all my stuff, get my saddle on a tree, hunt the evening there, leave it there, and then go back in the morning to try to catch any of the movement coming out of, you know, out of, out of feeding. And there's not a ton, like that piece of, that strip of timber, and you know, I hadn't made it there yet, but it looks like it would probably be like a big, a major highway for deer 
to get from food back to bed or wherever they're going because otherwise they'd be just be kind of walking out in the wide open of this you know huge crp field so that was my plan for today so i, was, I went in and did my morning hunt went into that ridge that i hunted uh the day before left my stuff in the tree got in there didn't bump any deer on the way in set up shortly after daybreak or i guess not shortly after daybreak but you know early in the morning i did a little rattling sequence and it was super cool because i rattled in my first deer i've never i usually don't i don't rattle at all in pennsylvania i'll rattle a little bit in ohio once in a while but i hit the horns hit hit the antlers together and had a little six point show up you know not a shooter uh, but it was just cool to kind of have that happen sat there the rest of the morning and then got down went and ran my errands like i was saying and then make a long story short i basically was headed over to you know to do my grocery shopping and i went to the first store and they didn't accept american express so you know sometimes when you get into these small towns they don't accept all you know all credit cards because of merchant fees or whatever i'm going on a little bit of a tangent but i was screwed because i didn't have i don't have a bank card and i can't get cash and so i basically had to drive around to another town and go to a grocery store there to see if they used american express so i could pick up my stuff which sucked because i was really trying to get back over to this other piece of public that i saw on my way from my morning hunt because i knew it was going to be a little bit of a hike and i knew i wanted to take my time in and i knew i wanted to stop every so often because there was a couple high points as you're walking through that crp that i could stop in glass and just see you know hell maybe i see a buck bedded in the crp and you know and if the wind's right maybe i can put a stock on you know what i mean and see if i can't get close enough to get a shot so did all that running around i had to move my cabin did all that and my goal was really to try to get out of the house by one get back over there by like 20 after one and start hiking in because i knew it was probably going to take me like 40 ish minutes to hike in and i can get over there probably be in a tree by a little after two and have a couple hours to to hunt and be in be in good shape well that kind of went out the window because i didn't get back to my cabin to like two ish i left there you know end of the day i didn't start actually hiking in until like three o'clock and it's warm you know so i was one to try to go slow because i didn't want to start sweating and you know and, and stinking up the place and stuff like that so so that was the plan so i was like you know what if nothing else if i can just get if i can just hike to that piece of timber today and probably just hang my saddle and platform and everything that way tomorrow morning i can get in quick because it's supposed to be kind of warm tomorrow i can pack really light tomorrow morning and i can kind of zip in there not break a sweat, be quick, be up a tree and catch that morning movement. And that was kind of the game plan. So I'm making my way through. I hit the first little like row of trees, you know, off this, off this one main draw. And there's some rubs in there. So I'm like, okay, you know, some buck sign, nothing major, nothing crazy, but you know, it's always good to know that there's, there's deer in the area. So kind of make my way through that. And then I get to the next draw and I have to cross this little stream. And there's a like, just like goat path of a deer trail that crosses this stream and so i kind of thought to myself i was like man i'd maybe even consider hanging you know hopping in my saddle here at some point but there was a guy i could hear a guy up above me on the top of the ridge there's another you know uh farm that's up there i believe it's just like a, a hay field that's up there but he was uh he and his son were cutting wood i could hear him talking and stuff like that and running the chainsaw and stuff like that so i wasn't going to set up there today because i was just you know pretty sure there weren't going to be any deer moving through there so made my way up on top of out of that draw into the next kind of like crp field walking through all these little trees get to a clearing i can see a power line and i knew that there was a small little hedgerow of trees that were there and looking at the top i knew it was going to be going down you know a little 
not a little, a pretty decent drop in that CRP field and back, then back up the other side. And then I'll be able to see the wood line, you know, the timber line of the timber that I want to get into. But I'm going to have to kind of make a, a hard right to get up to the point that I want to, that I, that I want to be at to try to catch any evening movement um, coming, to, coming to food. So I decided like as I got to like the very crest of that CRP field, once I got out of that, across that stream, you know, through that draw, and I, and I was, you know, truth be told, was kind of tired, starting to sweat. And I was like, you know what, let me just stop right here and let me just, you know, take like a five, 10 minute break and catch my breath. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know, our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Do a little glassing, see if there's any, see if I can see anything out here before I start barreling through because this grass is like, you know, knee to chest high in places and there's virtually, you know, no possible way for me to, you know, slip through there super quiet. I mean, you can go as slow as you want, but you're still going to make, you're still going to make noise. And so before I bust anything out, you know, of that small little, you know, timber line, that, that little draw that I had to walk through next, I was like, let me just glass and see if I see anything. And then if I do, I was like, you know, I might just not, I might just stay here and glass the rest of the night and then back out and then kind of know that there's deer in here for the next day or that they'll likely be coming back, you know, maybe, maybe not, you know, they're deer, they, they may not do what I think they're going to do, but, you know, end, end result is, is I know that there's deer there, so I know they like to be there, so it's as good a spot as any at this point to, to set up on. So I glass for like whatever it was, it might have been 10 minutes, it might have been a little less than 10 minutes, and I decided, I was like, all right, I don't see any deer, so I'm going to go ahead and start making my move over toward, you know, up over through this draw, up on top of the next CRP field and over to that timber line. And I picked my backpack up off the ground and I picked my sticks up off the ground and threw them on my shoulder. And I literally took one step and I just heard all hell break loose. And I looked, you know, right on the edge of that draw, that timber that I was like, man, it's just like a little, little hedgerow. The biggest deer I've ever seen took off running across the field. Now I ranged it after I got done and it was about 80 yards when I saw him. And from 80 yards, there was no doubt in my mind that he was a shooter his body looked like a horse when he was running like you could feel his hooves hit hit the ground I mean just a big animal now I don't I'm not going to venture a guess of what his score would be because I just I didn't see him long enough I don't know how many points he had all I know is his frame was huge and he busted ass out across that CRP field into this next block of timber that's also public so I could try to get in there and, and, and hunt if I want to but what I thought was is you know let me go down and see what you know, where, where was he bedded? And so I walked down, I found his bed and it's just this, I mean, there's literally not a tree to hang a saddle in, in this entire little, little piece. It's all just like super thick, nasty, overgrown little draw in the middle of a CRP field. And so as I kind of was walking around, I found a place that I can set up. And so I thought, you know, I could probably, I could possibly set up on the ground and try to hunt him. And so then I walked a little further and I ended up bumping a doe out of there. So it seems to me like that he cut a doe out and I feel like it's still just a little bit too early for them to be in estrus yet, but he had a doe in there. And so I'm thinking like, this might be his little hidey hole, right? Like where, you know, maybe this is where he likes to do his, do his business. If nothing else, I mean, 
he can hear and see things coming from a mile away and is pretty bulletproof in there. And I can probably guarantee you there's not been too many people that have walked through there. I didn't see a single bit of human sign in there. And I would say he's probably pretty safe in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm betting he's pretty comfortable. So what I ended up doing was just backing out. I didn't go any further. I didn't make my way over to that timber line because I really just thought, you know, rather than walking through, busting up any other deer <laughs> potentially, you know, I'm probably better off kind of surveying that little bedding area, figure out where I'd like to set up for tomorrow, just completely back out and plan to get in there super early tomorrow, beat, beat him back to bed and set up on the ground and wait for him to show up. So the only thing I have left to do is I need to check the wind to make sure I have it, have the right wind to get in and, and do that, especially since I'm going to be on the ground. And so I'll hunt him in the morning on the ground at that little draw, that little, you know, draw of timber there in the, in the middle of the CRP field. And then if he doesn't show by mid morning or so, I'll then work my way. It'll be an all, all day hunt. So I'll work my way then over to that timber line and walk in there, kind of scout that and set up then for the afternoon and the evening. Um, and then I'll make the call at that point, whether or not I'm going to go back in the following morning into that spot or whether I'm going to try my hand at hunting that deer on the ground again, depending on the, depending on the wind. So, you know, I've been trying to take a camera and stuff for all these, all my hunts, you know, so far, and I've yet to get anything, <laughs> any deer on, on film. And so I'm thinking of ditching some stuff, some gear tomorrow, just to be a little lighter, uh, because it is quite a, it, it is a bit of a hike. Um, and of course that'll be whenever I actually see good deer that I would be able to film and stuff like that. But, uh, I'm probably going to shed some gear and get a little lighter and, uh, and go in as light as I can and try to set up on the ground, try to hunt that deer. I was going to get a ghillie suit this off season and I just, and I didn't cause I just thought, I was like, how often am I going to use it? And this would be the perfect time, uh, would have been the perfect use case for it. So that's the hunt or my hunt for, uh, here, I guess what is today is November 3rd, I think. Uh, so that's the, that's the hunt for November 3rd. Uh, it's been super cool in Iowa so far. I've seen a couple bucks, uh, two bucks today. I saw a buck, two bucks the other day, uh, the first day that I was here or the first two days I was here. Uh, so I'm seeing deer, I'm still just kind of bouncing around, making a plan. The main spot I'm going to go to, you know, whenever, um, things really kind of kick off here and probably like the next two or three days, I'm just kind of staying out of there right now until, until things get right. It's supposed to be warm again a little bit tomorrow, so I'm willing to take a flyer on a couple of these places I don't know much about. Um, and then once the temp drops, which I think is supposed to happen on Tuesday, uh, maybe one, maybe Wednesday, um, it's supposed to get back down in like the 30s. I think there's maybe a little bit of snow in the forecast. So once that happens, then that spot um, that John and I talked about yesterday in the Shimmick, um, I think I'll dive in there and probably pull a couple all-day sits uh, in, that, in that general area. So for now, that is the uh, update for today. I hope everyone's doing well out there. I hope you're finding success. I hope you guys are wrapping tags around, around cervids. And, uh, and until next time, I appreciate y'all listening. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And if you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. And what the hell? While you're there, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Before I shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible. Tethered, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Skull Brew Coffee Company, Gumleaf USA Boots, Obsession Bows, Ramcat Broadheads, Trophy Taker Rests, and Dead Downwind. And until next time, we'll see y'all.
All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do-hard-shit hat for those of us who like to embrace micro-dosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.